What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news. Sometimes with people who are not Terrence and I. With a touch of what? Rishi? Uh, humor, humor, yeah. yes, humor. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be quizzed on that part, bro. I was putting you on the spot, bro. Well done. Lucky I listened to your podcast, like all four episodes of it. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. Four seasons. That's <laughs> four episodes. Don't Dude, you have we seasons? we don't go by seasons. Really, yeah? Who the hell goes by seasons? Hey, Singapore is okay, all about seasons. People, oh, yeah, Singapore, very, very yeah. seasonal place. Yeah, we got like school holiday season. Mango du- season. Durian season. <laughs> Wedding season for the Indians and the Sindhis. Shout out to the Sindhis out there. Weddings. Aren't there wedding seasons? Of course, bro. It's when? All year round. Sindhis <laughs> <laughs> do weddings all year round. That's Cindy, for, for, for Indians, weddings are like a construction project. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Never stops happening. Like. Continues phase one to phase ten. Have you ever counted how many weddings you have hosted in your life? Oh, I haven't sat down and done that. In all but fact, estimate, estimate. Oh, man. It, it, thousand? Not a thousand. Uh, in the hundreds, for sure. In the hundreds, yeah. Yeah, for sure in the hundreds. Not, I don't think I've hit my thousandth wedding. But right here on the Yalabad podcast, let's make a pact, okay? By the next time I'm on this show, mm. I will tell you how many weddings I've hosted. Uh, so let me go and dig up. Because I've been doing, the first wedding I did was 2009. 2014 years. There's been 14 years of me encouraging people to get married. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> While making fun of my own marriage. So, so that means like, okay, assuming, like, I'm just going to estimate, uh, let's say you do 30 weddings a year la, on average. I don't do 30 a year. La. Okay, 20. Maybe 20. Okay, la. so so two to 300 weddings. La. Two to 300 weddings. I, I, I would sit down and count because there's some, yeah, maybe I would say over 100 for sure. Maybe mm. maybe 200, yeah. That sounds fair, like a fair number. Like a fair number. Yeah, man. Oh, and for some, they're repeat customers. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like... For real, Oh yeah, I've I've done like they're like, hey bro, you did my wedding last time, ah, uh. remember? Uh? Don't don't mention the 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 previous partner, uh, new oh, new partner shit. this time, ah. Uh. I'm like, well, glad to be a part of it again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that's the reality yeah. of life, right? Like yeah, sometimes correct, you correct. know you 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 uh you wanna you wanna try again, right? No, but I mean not not to say that they shouldn't try again, but I would have thought sometimes you know when people go through like a divorce, they don't want to relive any part of the wedding, uh, that would remind them of the previous wedding, ah. Uh. That's how, wa- <laughs> That's how good I am, bro. That's how good I am. Like they want, they were like every part of my wedding and my marriage was shit except you, Rishi. Yeah, except Rishi, you were the highlight of my whole wedding. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. Let's try this again. I almost feel like I'm helping them out. Like, bro, okay, this time we got it. Okay? Uh, yeah, okay, okay, we okay. got this. Oh, Lamar. Yeah, man. But yeah, it's cool. I can I just say before we go into the thing, I want to yeah. say how uh, how how proud I am and how inspired I am by the whole uh, uh, Yalabat team and you and Harish have. Uh, always been... Dude, you and Harish, I'm here. Sorry, sorry, you and Terrence. <laughs> I refuse to believe there's another Cindy on the podcast. Like. I thought yeah. I was the only one, you know. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, you know, Harish and Terrence, you guys have been uh, freaking amazing. Your work and your uh, creative uh, instinct has always been ahead of your time. And I cool. feel like the audience hasn't caught up. Mm. It's only within the last presidential election I feel people have found out how fucking amazing your work is. Uh, oh. And I'm glad you all picked up on it because it's not like they suddenly became good during the presidential elections. Mm. They've always been doing it in this way. They've always been had, having this format and always been pushing the boundaries that way. So uh, I'm glad you guys have caught up onto the Yala Butt podcast and I hope the um, the audience keeps growing. More oh. people need to know about you. Oh, that that yeah. means a lot, man. And I love how 
uh, I'm here to receive it uh, on behalf of Terence. <laughs> so yes. so he can't hear it. Me me and Tristan lah, we can we can soak in the the, the love. Yeah, you can. Uh, man. While Terence is on a away on a family trip. It's okay, bro. You got to take a break sometimes. Yeah, that's right. But he'll listen to this, like he'll listen to this, and he'll know that he missed out on hearing those wonderful words come out of your mouth. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, I was uh, really, uh, really, really inspired by the work that you guys do. And, oh, uh, thanks, glad. man. Yeah, well done. Although, I, I got to say, I don't know how y'all kept a straight face <laughs> during some of those <laughs> interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I wonder that. Uh. But but I'm glad like like we did manage to get there. We still are going to try and get Taman on, President Taman on at some point. Um, but yes. we see lah. We see now. Now he is he is President Taman already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, whoever, I mean, whoever is uh, involved in the politics in Singapore, which should be all citizens, yeah. in my opinion, mm. congrats to all of you who went out there and, uh, you know, made yourself a part of this uh, meaningful statistic, mm. I'll say. Congrats to uh, Ng Kok Song and Tan Kin Lian also for running. I think mm. they really gave Singaporeans a big, uh, important experience. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people of the younger generation who are so politically, uh, politically apathetic. Apathetic, yeah. Which is, uh, I think... Uh, disservice to any functioning democracy. Mm. So the fact that you were given an opportunity to vote just to be a part of that experience, just to consume all the content out there, the campaigning, whether it was from mainstream media or alternative media or, or you know, random TikTok bullshit that mm. people are saying, it's up to you as a citizen to figure out what the, the truth is, you know, what you believe in, what you stand for, and then make 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 yourself a part of the change, right? Mm. Because Singaporeans, we love to complain when shit doesn't go our way, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. So voting is almost you earning your right to complain. Mm, mm, mm. If you didn't vote and you complain, then I'm like, shut up. Mm. You had a chance. Right? You had mm. a chance to make... So that means now anytime you hear someone complain, you're like, hey, you go vote. Or you, go vote. <laughs> you go if vote. If you voted... If I were, so I'll say, if I were ever to run for president or office of any kind in politics, that mm. would be my campaign slogan. Vote for your right to complain. Holoma. Right? If you want to be a part of the change, okay, come. You vote, then you can complain. You don't vote, shut up. Mm. Mm. Even if you don't vote for you. La. Even if you don't vote for me, vote for something. Vote for something that you believe in. Mm, 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 mm. And it's my job as the, as the candidate to convince you. Yeah. That, okay, these are my values. If they are yours, then you come on board with me. If they are not, then it's okay, no problem. Yeah. 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 Go go ahead, do what you want, man. Go figure out, you know, that Malay Muslims like green and, you know, pretty girls <laughs> are all around. If that's your value, go ahead, bro. I'm cool. Go ahead, man. Yeah. yeah. You're trying for NDP host 2024. No lah, bro. <laughs> How to do that? Well, I will say, okay, I don't know if I'm allowed. I don't know by the time, oh shit, man. I don't know if by the time this airs, this will be uh, official news yet or not. This will air pretty soon. Lah. Oh, shit. So I don't know if this will happen or not, uh. but I have been, I've been asked about my avails and it's not confirmed yet. Uh. It may or may not happen. I've been asked about my interest and keenness to host President Star Charity this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Dude, you're checking off all the boxes to run for office in future, man. Do everything once like, in my life, uh. I say. Yeah. And, you know, if if this... Because I, I put this out there a few weeks or a few months ago on my Instagram. Uh. I said, if Tarman becomes president and I get to host President Star Charity, I think it'll be a pretty interesting experience. Because, oh. you know, I joke about him and I so talk about... So someone reached out? Well, someone. Uh, who else? Uh, Mediacorp does this, uh, right? It's not like <laughs> someone went like, hey, bro, this is an underground <laughs> Some, cell. Someone from Mediacorp. Uh, uh. We're, we're chatting. Uh, I, I think it's a it's a noble gig. 
you know, because you actually go out there and you actually raise funds for for the underprivileged and their actual adopted charities every mm, year. Mm, mm, and it actually makes a big difference, I think, to yeah. a lot of these families. So if I get a chance to be a part of that, it'll be cool. I think it'll be nice. Wow. Yeah. It's oh. it's in line with what, you know, the the new world of our presidency is about, you know, like respect for all. So 2023 NDP, 2024 President's Star Charity. 2025 is what? <laughs> Don't know lah, bro. Maybe, maybe then. Speaker of Parliament. Speaker of Parliament. Par- and, 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 and MP. 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 No lah, no. I, look, as a comic, I cannot be involved in politics. I don't uh-huh. want to be involved in politics. Uh-huh. Because I think comedians are required to be non-partisan. Mm, mm. By the virtue of the fact that we, uh, and again, you know, yourself included. Because you guys do this sort of work about, you know, uh, calling out. Mm. bullshit making fun of the news mm. and I think everybody should be fair game right you can't yeah. be like suddenly just because this person is a politician let's not touch that person no I think you know if, if there's something that's not um, or, or, or that requires attention requires to be called out I think we should be given the liberty as citizens as, as satirists to you know call it yeah. out and, and discuss it openly yeah and yeah. that's why you're here on the podcast today that's right bro yeah happy to be here because because like we are hot off the press or something that is it, it kind of like builds on whatever you just said like you know people's rights to vote to complain mm. uh, now people watch parliament on YouTube also they earn the right to comment you know that's amazing yeah if, if you if you don't watch uh, the parliament proceedings or you don't read up on it and you have an opinion then you're like hey bro everything is there like you know everything is there yeah yeah uh, and and yeah yesterday uh, the past two days parliament sat again uh, we didn't attend. Uh, I was planning to. I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was busy. I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be that the the past few days, man. I thought it would be start of October. You mean what? If you knew, then you would have just rocked up. <laughs> yeah, that's how you go parliament. You just rock up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to book or anything. You just go there, bring your three times twenty cent coins if you want to use the locker because that's how they operate. No, but it's yeah, uh, well. I, I think this is news to a lot of people that you can actually just go and watch Parliament like you watch an S-League match. Yeah, can. Yeah. You don't need to pay. Yeah, see, yeah. Folks, if you listen to our podcast, Rishi, you would have heard us talk about it before. This part I missed. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> no, because I've never been there, right? You don't yeah. have to be invited. You can just no, rock you up. just rock up. you having lunch around City Hall. you got spare time. Parliament's sitting. You rock up. That's amazing. You man. just surrender your phone. Yeah. If you got stuff to store, you put it in a locker. Yeah. They only accept three times 20 cent coins. Oh. Yeah. Because Specifically three times 20 cent coins. Modern day. Yeah. yeah. Modern you, day parliament. You go up and sit. The chairs are comfortable. The aircon is cool. And you 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 witness it live. La. Can you heckle? <laughs> can I, can, <laughs> can I, can I, be can like, I. hey, parliament, can you? Uh? Can I, can I, can I, can I. That one, they kick you out. The friendly aunties will kick you out. <laughs> yeah. You go in, you bow to the speaker of parliament. Yeah. You sit down. You cannot talk. Yeah. Uh, and you just watch. Mm, and even if you try to heckle, I think the glass is pretty soundproof. La. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so you just kind of tackle by the aunties and taken out. It's amazing, man. I think all Singaporeans should do this at least once in their lives. Yeah, yeah. Ah, because like even like watching watching the, the debate yesterday, which we are going to talk about, uh, yeah. about the motion that was filed by Hazel Poir to suspend uh, insurance uh, pay, mm. ministerial pay. Mm. It went on for two hours plus. No, yeah. that debate alone. It's a valid debate, man. It's a big. Yeah. It's a big thing. It's a big issue. So you were you were following it. I was. I was. I mean, I did not watch the entire uh, uh, proceedings, mm. but I did catch up on the highlights, which mm. I do regularly. I feel it's important. Yeah. Because these are all issues that concern us. Because but you watch double speed or single speed? No, no, no. I I, I watch uh, the highlights on CNA guys Channel News Asia. Ah. Uh. But that doesn't answer my question. You watch double speed or no, something? I watch speed? the proper speed. La. I don't watch them like <laughs> chipmunks. <laughs> it's not like 
I would not like to see and I don't want to hear Pritam sing like a chipmunk, bro. That's not cool, man. <laughs> like that's not I don't want to hear Indrani Raja like a chipmunk. That's not nice. Yeah. I would I'd rather okay, let me hear what you have to say, madam. You know? So so when you were keeping track of it, uh and I'm sure you were aware of the whole kerfuffle also being discussed in the lead up. Lah. So what were your initial thoughts at the outcome? Where you know they filed a motion, uh everyone except I think the PSP MPs uh voted uh, uh against Hazel Poir's motion hmm. uh and voted for the motion put up by Indrani, lah, which essentially uh is to consider the matter after the outcome of the probe. Mm. Yeah. I think that's fair. Mm. Uh, because if if you want to go down the road of uh, I, I think what what uh, the leader of opposition said is probably sums it up the best, which he always does. Like, I think he sums up the thing very well. Like, he mm. goes, "Look, let the wheels of justice turn completely first before oh, you we... sound like Pritam, bro." No, no, no. I I I I resonate with his thoughts uh. because I do feel like he he has an ability to kind of put these things very mm. succinctly, right? Mm-hmm. So let the just the wheels of justice turn completely before we start, you know, cutting his pay or removing his MP allowance and all that. Uh, because imagine if you if you pause or halt his pay right now mm. while he's being investigated, I think that sends a very uh, problematic precedent mm. for every MP, not just PAP MPs, mm. but even opposition MPs. Mm. Now we can argue that oh you know PAP minister salary so much money then oh, you only cut his minister salary to eight thousand but he's still getting MP allowance so much okay. Maybe that's unique for a PAP MP. What if an opposition MP is under investigation tomorrow? Like Pritam and Faisal Manak. Yeah, for example, that's the case. Yeah. And they start suspending their MP allowance. Mm. Maybe someone like, uh, uh, if you don't hold a position in the cabinet and your salary is not that kind, then your MP allowance, while you're still active and doing work, is your full-time job. Mm. That's all you're doing. Mm. And while you're investigated, and then eventually your pay gets halted and then they find out that actually, oh, actually everything okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Then Alma, you're like, hey, bro, I told you. I told you I was innocent. Yeah. So I think a more valid approach, in my opinion, is, uh, a, was the word used a clawback? Clawback. Clawback, right? Uh-huh, that means clawback. like if we find out that, okay, look, yes, there was actually um, problems or the investigation has found that there were wrongdoings of some kind, mm. then you backdate the uh, backdate the back pay. Mm. Does that make sense? You claw back the back pay. La. Claw back the back pay, la, right? Oh, that backdate means, the back pay. The back pay is really backdated. Right? Sorry, sorry. So <laughs> that means it goes back just to understand that from the time that you started being investigated yeah. and you suspended, they take back everything. They take back your money. Yeah. I think that's a fair approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that means you have d- gone through due process and you have done the thorough investigations and you have found out, unfortunately, that this was the case. We're gonna, you know, yeah, bro. We gave you, we gave you a shot. Mm, we did everything, mm, mm. right? But then, what what Hazel Poa was saying, or what the motion was, uh, was basically, uh, she also highlighted that, that yes. you know it might be an option to fix uh, opposition MPs. But her thing was that this specific case warrants suspension. Mm. Uh, and she and she pointed out a few things. Like one is that it's corruption, mm. you know, uh, which is uh, it's it's something that the, you always hear the government talk about how it doesn't exist in Singapore, mm. right? Then the second thing was he was min- uh, he was put on a leave of absence by the PM yep. from ministerial duties. So if the PM can do that, uh, yeah, then shouldn't it also like trickle down to his other duties? And and basically what she was saying is that it's a case by case basis. Mm. And because there's something in the standing orders that 
that that basically kind of says that the parliament um, has the power to pass bills if it makes sense uh, in, in like majority lah. Mm. So basically, yeah, she was saying just for this case only, not mm. for other cases, just because it's corruption. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Mm. I mean, I think corruption is a huge. Uh, is obviously a, the government takes a hard line stance, mm, mm. which we've I guess learned when um, there was a older case in the eighties of seventies, uh, I think seventies, yeah. where there was a gentleman who actually committed suicide. Yeah, well, right. Uh, for EDB or someone was it? Yeah, he was he was an MP la. Yeah, he was an MP, mm. and uh, I think Lee Kuan Yew found out about his issues and. Uh, he took his own life mm. with a letter mm. going like, look, something along the lines of, you know, a man of honor and I can't face mm. society knowing that, you know, I did this. Um, and I think with these cases, um, it's very obvious how hardline the stance is on corruption. But I also feel that uh, a legal process is necessary for any functioning democracy. Mm. Due legal process. Mm. If, and if that is going on, uh, then it has to be complete before sentencing or before like any judgments can be passed. Mm. And that's my opinion. La. I mean, even if there's speculation now, it's all speculation. Yeah. Right? There's speculation about F1 involvement, Ong Beng Ong Beng Singh? Yeah, Ong Beng Singh, Ong Beng Singh. Yeah, and <sighs> I, I, I've heard uh, discussions about, yeah, because it has to do with F1 you know, they probably won't reveal any pertinent information until F1 is over mm. because it might affect things and all that. Again, all this is very speculative. But literally, F1 finished then mark parliament. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it is it a controlled timing? Is it some uh, kind of national uh, uh, clockwork? Mm. Regardless of that, I mean, the facts are that F1 ended, this discussion came up and I think probably results of the investigation will be coming up also mm, shortly mm, so they mm. can understand what the hell went on. Yeah. But I think until something is concrete, uh, a bit hard to do that. But I also feel like if it becomes concrete, if it is definitely something found that uh, he has done, I think he will be quite severely dealt with. I hope so. I don't know how severely, but I'm quite sure it'll be severely. Yeah. Because look at, in the past when the whole uh, Tan Chuan Jun thing happened, mm. for example, Politics, it's a rude reminder that politics is such a thankless job. Mm. Because if you're doing something right for years, decades, nobody gives a shit, man. You just need to do one thing wrong mm. and then your entire world will be shat on. Like if you go into Marine Parade GRC and you talk to the residents, a lot of them will have a lot of good things to say about mm. Tan Chuan Jin. Until now. Mm. I know some people are like, Tan Chuan Jin really helped my mother, he did, he mm. did, and all that. And you hardly hear or see any of this in the news. Maybe there was one package done to say like, you know, what do you think? You know, Edwin Tong is coming in. Tan Chuan Jin just left. What do you think? So hope Edwin can do a good job as much as Tan Chuan Jin did because he did a very good job for our mm. constituency. But that's like 10%. 90% is like this fella. Mm. But that's same for any job. Let's say for you, right? If yeah. you go up on stage and you just go on a racist like like Randa, yeah. all the weddings you hosted, bro, <laughs> no one will give a shit, no. They will like fucking think like, oh shit, this guy is a racist piece of shit and your future shows, the same thing applies to any job. Eh? Any job, I think any public job. Or any public job, like, correct? Like if any you're public a, job. Like if you're a, a, a IT consultant or a mm. software engineer, mm. if you screw up, Okay, I'll, you know, if you, you, know screw, like you just get another job. You just go to another place and code. Yeah, yeah, right? Correct. Any public job. 
yeah, anything that's public facing, mm. you know, uh, I, I, I think it's very thankless. But then that's also something that, okay, so when I was listening to it, right, I actually think that when, when Hazel Poa first started with her statement, I thought, okay, la, like, uh, she does have a point. Uh, I will say that the points against her felt stronger. La. I think mm. one thing that Indrani said that you can't really argue against is she kept pinpointing what is Hazel Poa's the principle of suspension. Uh, because if it's just based on like, okay, the parliament can do, so we do, or everyone feels this is wrong, so we do. Yeah, la, I think that's a bit, that's a bit tricky. La. Is it but, just about the money, right? She asked, like, if it's just about the money. Yeah, uh, so then, then, then it becomes a thing that is also like, a, I mean, I, when I first heard that uh, Iswaran was earning that much, mm. I also felt like, hey, fuck, what the hell? He's not doing any work. Yep. Why is he earning that much? Yep. What was your initial reaction? I think it was the second August Parliament sitting when PM Lee disclosed like 192 grand yeah, a year, 16K right? 16k a month la. for MP allowance. MP allowance That's and 8k ex- as ministerial as a minister. But that is the the cut down version. Yeah, cut down. Yeah. So those numbers are jarring for regular Singaporeans. Yeah, 24k a month la. Yeah, yeah. For it's jarring for suspension. Yeah, correct. For yeah. someone who technically is yeah, you can say he's helping a, a, the investigation, but he's not doing work work la. Yeah. Right. Oh so, boy. So so but that also like even though. I found that jarring mm. uh, and I hear like I saw I was happy Hezopo filed a motion because yep. at least it's debated. It has to be. Yeah. yeah no, it, it th- has this to is be a very debated. good thing regardless yeah. of the outcome. I think it's a brilliant thing because that's what the opposition is there to do. Yeah, to exactly. Re- to table these issues. Yeah. But I felt the argument could have been more how you say uh, like like just the, the principle. I have an answer for that mm. because it can't just be that there's one standing order that says oh because we can uh, if it makes sense we do. So that's where Wow, the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, either Indrani is making really good points or objectively, it's just not the best best motion. Because even the whole of WP went against uh, Hezopwa's uh, motion. La. And that says a lot, right? Yeah, but I- also because they got two MPs under investigation. Mm. Right. Because if it's something, okay, if it's just for corruption, then where does it end? I think Indrani herself asked, what is for rape? What is for murder? Mm. And then Hazel Poir came out saying, okay, we haven't thought about it. Then you listen to that, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another thing also, because she kept saying taxpayer money, right? Mm. Then it feels like it's a very emotional thing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like when people hear the numbers, yeah. people are like, hey, what the hell? Like, you go on ready, and you know, a lot of people are still pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's valid, I think, because mm. people, I mean, the emotion is valid. Yeah. You can't run away from the fact that once you put that in uh, out there, that, hey, this person is getting, you know, still a prorated amount of 200k a year, mm. approximately, uh, for doing nothing. That mm. is the mindset of Singapore. Wow, do nothing. Uh, do yeah. nothing. Uh, go pull investigation, can get 200k a year. I also won there. Uh. <laughs> you know, but that's again going back to my point that, hey, let's not disregard that whatever 10, 15 years of work he's been doing in public mm. service. Uh, like, look, get, at least give him an opportunity. And again, I'm not a, a sp- specific Iswaran supporter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's done his work or whatever. He's on the committee for President Star Charity or something. Is I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if yes, also, you know, he's probably suspended from that also yeah, like, for now. Correct, correct. But uh, I, I'm saying that whoever it may be, I think they deserve an opportunity to be properly investigated mm. before we fully go to town on them. Mm. After the investigation, bro, you and I will fully go to town, mm. right? Mm. We'll be like, okay, these are the findings because we work on facts. Mm. Yeah, we can discuss the speculative aspects 
But it must be clear to the audience that these are the speculative aspects. These are not facts yet. Mm. What are the facts? He's under investigation. He's still being paid this amount of money. Uh, the rest we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. People are unhappy. Mm. Yeah. So my stance is still, uh, despite the emotion which I can connect with and understand and agree with, I think, unfortunately, the legal uh, process needs to be complete before we uh, fully pass judgment. Mm. So so I think I also agree philosophically. Mm. Um, but, but the thing is, uh, something Hazelpore highlighted also, which I'm not uh, fully sure, I haven't verified double double down, but she was saying that right now, the legislation does not allow clawback. Oh. Yeah. Must change her, so, that means. Ah, must change her. <laughs> must change her. Hey, so, that one, that one so, non-negotiable. So, so that's why when, when uh, Indrani says, you know, like, uh, um, that it will be based on the outcome or something, right? Mm. That's when it's like, hmm, uh, okay, uh, I hope, I hope uh, that that is true. La. Well, see, now the, the good thing about these public parliamentary debates, the mm. good thing about this issue being tabled mm. by uh, Hazel Point, the PSP team, is that they have raised the question in the people's minds, mm. right? And mm. in Parliament's mind as well. And everyone has kind of shared their views on it. Yeah. Right? Even Indrani has said, yeah, she has mentioned things like clawback and all mm. that. So I'm, I'm guessing that if it comes to pass, that the the CPIB investigations conclude. And in her words, I think there was a threshold mm. that was passed and he's in fact uh, charged or in, in some way found guilty of something. Mm. And then there is no consequence on this discussion yeah, or this pay. Yeah. Then I think it will reflect very badly on the mm. government because the people were watching, the entire parliament was watching. And I don't think any good opposition, for example, would be like, okay, hey, this is the case now. What yeah. are we going to do? What yeah, are we doing? Yeah. We talked about this back in uh, uh, August. Oh, sorry, in September. So what, what's the outcome? You, you mentioned there might be something. Mm. That's when the government will have to act and go like, okay, we hear you. This was discussed. We mentioned this. And this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. There has to be a follow-up. Yeah. And I mean, not even opposition. Like, Tan Chuan Jin's hot mic moment was dug up on Reddit. Yeah. See? Right. Like, the thing is, that's the beauty of putting parliament online. Yeah. Is all there for people to see. Everyone, someone's like free, someone's there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just waiting, no. Just like, fucking, just not noting down, okay, this one potentially fuck up in future, this one potentially fuck up in future. Oh, my incident was like such, I mean, it was almost, you could almost classify it as a form of investigative journalism yeah. in some yeah. way. I, I still couldn't hear it, no, after like many attempts. Yep. Yeah, like I don't know how the hell they picked it up. And he didn't, the, the, I mean, there was some discussion about, oh, was it like doctored or what? But he came out, he admitted it. Lah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I said that. Okay, it was really fucking he soft. Had, he had bigger problems on, on the table. Yeah, he was, like, he was like, dealing with other shit. Lah. Bro. <laughs> he was like, okay, fuck. I said small that. one, small one, yeah, yes. small one. Let's yeah. agree to this shit. But, but that's why this whole thing, interesting, lah, interesting. And like what you said, right, I think now that it's public, and, and I mean, as much as people were shitting on Hazel Pua and Leong Manwa, and all, I think must give them credit for raising the motion, lah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do believe that uh, they they raise pertinent issues. Mm. Uh, I feel like uh, sometimes the challenge is that they are individuals taking on an entire system, mm. which is what opposition sometimes is, lah. But um, it's tough, lah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough because they don't maybe have the same kind of training. 
You or know. just resources or even time, you know? Resources, time, training. I mean, it's difficult for one dude alone or like one small group of, mm-hmm. one small party alone to like, you know, table a relevant, uh, pertinent, powerful argument sometimes. Yeah. Which, you know, again, to give credit to someone like Pritam Singh, I think as a as a student and as a trainer of public speaking for like 20 years now, mm. I always watch and I reference his uh, speeches in my program sometimes mm. when I'm introducing it to young students and student leaders and all that. I'm like, look, this is an example of an argument that is put forth in a clear, succinct and uh, uh, very uh, convicted way. Oh, you're using for training materials? I have in oh. the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I have used uh, local uh, politicians in the past. For mm. sure. I use Obama. I, talk mm. about, I mean, that's international politicians. I use Obama. I used to talk about Steve Jobs. More recently, I uh, reference uh, sometimes even older videos of Pritam Singh. Mm. Yeah. Do you oh. remember that 2011 election, one of the first few times he was doing a rally uh, in Algerian, I think, uh-huh. where he was talking. At that time, he was a bit more clean-shaven also. Uh, oh, wrong. yeah. yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. And then, more clean-shaven. He, there was a moment he was trying to make some points and then there was something on his neck. He's like, oh, alamak, mosquito. I think PAP sent one. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Oh, really? Huh? I mean, it's interesting oh. moments like this, like, you know, that you discuss the, the, the oratorical skills of the public speakers because mm. our leaders, uh, I think a lot of it traditionally and even more, more so in the modern society with social media, everybody's watching on small screens. Sometimes there's no live rallies. Mm. You get to know the values and the uh, the power of your leaders based on how they conduct themselves publicly, mm. Mm. speak, connect with you. Uh, I think that's a big important skill that unfortunately, sometimes someone like Leong Man Wai or Hizal Pua, maybe they don't have that. So even if their intentions and their points are important and pertinent, mm. if you cannot convey that in a strong, powerful way. The gravitas. Uh. Sometimes, oh man, I just wish that you were there with him. Hey, hey, bro, bro, mm. you say this like that. Uh. Then you see. It's like for stand-up comedy also, uh, right? I assume your joke, if told by someone else who maybe hasn't been doing it for so long, it'll just fall flat, uh, right? Yeah, we were talking about that the other day with like comics and friends, right? Uh, because I'm doing, oh, okay, this is not a plug, but it is a plug. Uh, just go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm working on a new show that premieres 29 September. It's yeah. called AI. Uh, stands for Artificial Indian, right? Yeah, correct. And it's a new show with new material. Uh, and every time I do a new show, it's very nerve-wracking, mm. right? But we were having a discussion with comics and they're like, actually, uh, basket Coldplay comes. You don't want to, you're not waiting, you're not like buying a ticket to hear Coldplay's new shit, right? You're yeah. going there to hear Yellow and Fix Old You shit, yeah, yeah, and, correct. you know, get a light, get a vibe, get a feel. Because on the way home, in the car or in the bus, in the train, in the cab, you're singing like, you know, uh, I don't know how to you get, get out of sing. <laughs> <laughs> And I will fix you. Something yeah, like that. Right? It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, yeah. I can't sing, but you know, people try to sing along and uh, they kind of get it right. Uh, but if you've watched a comic and you go home on the way and you're trying to tell that joke, you just cannot. They're like, hey, what, 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 what he said? Now, the, what, the, the joke, the, what, what about the parliament one? What's <laughs> so funny? <laughs> people don't know, but you have to be there. That's yeah, why yeah. the, the, the phrase, you, oh man, you have to be there. Yeah, yeah Because correct, you correct. can't recreate a funny moment. Yeah. You can recreate a musical moment. Right? But you can't recreate a funny And the last moment. thing you want to do is tell a joke that you saw online to someone else. I think a lot of people are okay with that. <laughs> I remember. Oh, no, like, I mean like, no, so not comics. I mean like regular audience members. Yeah, but it never works. Yeah. 
it never works unless you're a comic yourself lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're trying to recreate, like if you're trying oh, to tell a joke yeah. to someone, it's almost as though you are finding it more funny than anybody else there. And then when you pull out your phone and watch, hey, watch, watch, watch then they don't laugh, right? Wow, fuck that one. And then you say, ego, 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 you, you have to be there. You have to be there. You have to be there. You have to be there, lah. Actually, just the same like parliament, you know, if you if you see a clip and someone doesn't feel it, you'll be like, you have to be there. You have to be there, yeah. You have to be see, there to feel it, like. <laughs> parliament is like a large stand up comedy performance. <laughs> In some way, yes. <laughs> you get people standing up, and delivering pieces of like 5 minutes 10 minutes 60 minutes that's Some a stand up comedy show extended right? show <laughs> for 5 hours 5 hours 3 days in a row longest free stand up that you'll find it's an open mic it's an open mic it's an open mic yeah. it's an open mic yeah, yeah. Cool. some are better than others exactly. some, some have been for them long some die yeah, some, some die publicly <laughs> some uh, come in and like have, have, have no idea what's going on yeah. some sleep with each other some sleep around. Some, <laughs> some literally sleep, fall asleep. Sleep around. Oh man! But yeah, actually, that is a a a, a good way to go to the next topic. Sure. Um, which which I mean is is basically in the world of comedy, la, Right. Is more specifically related to uh one comic in the US who goes by the name Hassan Minaj. That's right. Uh, who just today over the past few days has been getting a shit ton of flack, right? He has, uh, bro. You are absolutely right. And this uh, was you. You alerted me to this. So what's the deal, Rishi? Well, uh, so the New Yorker uh, came up with uh, almost an expose of sorts. But no, I mean, they, they interviewed uh, Hassan Minaj about this. Mm. It was about um, his two specials, uh, The Homecoming King and The King's Jester. Mm. And it was a discussion about how they had received information that some of the, inf- some of the things he said on stage were not true. Mm. or did not happen exactly the way he described them. Mm, mm, mm. That, you know, the facts were twisted, they were embellished. Uh, some things uh, that he said, again, did not happen exactly the way that he told them in his stand-up special. Mm. And how some people are a little enraged by that. Mm. Particularly the people he mentions. Mm. Because he does mention real people. Yeah. For example, in Homecoming King, he talks about how this uh, American girl refused to go to prom with him. Uh, kind of on the last day and uh, he portrayed it because it was uh, due to his race, for example. And uh, according to this article, because of that, that girl and her family received a lot of hate mm. uh, from because the, they put the clues together, they figured it out who this person he was talking about was and then she got a lot of negative comments, a lot of hate. And she comes out and says that, look, this is not how it happened. You know, I told him a few days before prom and it wasn't because of race or whatever. And he defends it by saying that, look, you know, I this was my version of the story. Uh, this is how I felt about it. So that's how I told the story, you know. Mm. Uh, that's an example of certain things that he was uh, being called out for in a way. Mm. Uh, and as comics, I think um, there is a sense that, look, if you go fact-checking all the comedians' jokes around the world, mm. you'll find some factual inaccuracies. Uh. You know, including yours, including it? mine. Yeah, I ah. mean, uh, I uh, well, for example, I, I I tell a joke about how uh, I saw a, a, a Chinese couple in my neighborhood and how they saw me walking my dog and they asked the real estate agent whether hey, in this neighborhood is it a lot of Indians ah? <laughs> that part is true. Ah. I heard that conversation, but then the rest of the joke is. Uh, the real estate agent says, no lah, where go? Uh, Which is also true. Uh, Does he say it in that accent, in that way? Not exactly. He yeah. just went, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a very mixed area. Yeah. 
And then the punchline I do is that even my dog woofed back in an Indian accent. Uh. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Are we going to fact check that? Because my dog did not. Let me just go on. And my dog did not woof back in an Indian accent. Uh. Okay. So my point of telling that story is that uh, I think all comics, right? You start off your uh, your your stories or your your comedy with a seed of truth. That's how people connect with your stories, mm. right? But yeah, there's a bit of embellishment. There's a little bit of exaggeration. Some devices that you use uh, to make it a more exciting comedic experience for your live audience, mm. which I think is what uh, Hassan also talks about. You know, he says, "Look, yeah, may not have happened exactly in that way." But this is the seed of emotional truth yeah. that comes out in my stories. Um, I don't know what 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 do you feel about that again before so, I go on. Uh, I mean, so so to to me, the one thing that that stood out from what you were saying is that there was someone who was implicated, mm. So so okay, as a comic, right? If you're telling a story, do you also draw the line? Okay, if I'm giving enough info that someone could find out the identity of this person. If I'm talking about public figures. Huh. Then I then, don't. Yeah, then no, okay, like, you know, if I'm talking, for example, I, d- I did a whole bit last year about how I did my first ever show for the president, mm. the then president, Madam Halima. Uh, I told my version of how I felt on stage and all that. I uh, did I embellish some facts? Yeah, I did. Mm. You know, about uh, some jokes here and there, but nothing that you know, implicated and made people think that, oh my God, how could the president do that? No, no, it wasn't like that. Yeah, you know, there were yeah, some yeah. experiences I had. Some, uh, I, I stuck to my interactions with her. I stuck to the facts. Mm. Like what she asked me, how we approached each other, how she was in person. All that I stuck to facts. Mm. My feelings, my emotions, my expressions, oh yeah, I exaggerated a little bit, mm. right? Uh, but that's for public figures. Yeah. Uh, when it when you talk about someone who doesn't have the same kind of um, uh, power in a way that uh, the power of speaking to the public in terms of you know an audience, yeah, a live uh, stage, uh, and all that, a regular person, for example, then I think I'm more careful. Mm. Like I did before Homecoming King came out, I did a show called Cannot Means Cannot, mm. which uh, I mean those who watched the show in 2017. Uh, I also, in a lot of ways, talk about my first love mm. in uh, secondary school mm. who rejected me. Yeah. Uh, not because of race, but uh, because I was an uh, overweight kid and she said I had a lot of fatty tissues in my body. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I did not use any real names yeah. in that, to be fair. Yeah. Because I, event many years later, I did get some kind of uh, Facebook message and all that talking to me and all that. So that's why I was very careful not to use real names because mm. I think it's unfair. Mm. But that was my approach to it, lah. Yeah. Right. And I'm a nobody. I'm just a you know I'm just a nobody com- then, lah, Rishi. I mean, I'm a, just a comic in Singapore, right? Uh, like maybe uh. all of uh, I don't know. 300 people watch that live show uh. I never put it up online mm. so maybe the impact is not as much as a Hasan Minhaj special that was mm. maybe a show that was toured all around the US and, and then on Netflix, Netflix shows, uh, you know, live shows off Broadway everything was done in a lot of places so maybe the impact is different and the responsibilities are different so you think there is a difference in responsibility? I think there's a perceived difference because Hasan Minaj is someone who has associated himself with things like The Daily Show, mm. The Patriot Act, which talks about the news, facts, politics, current affairs, current events. Mm. 
all of those, and he mentions this also, he said, look, if I'm doing the Patriot Act, everything is properly fact-checked. There's a large theme that makes sure that, you know, we are going based on actual facts, not just like hearsay or what. You can't make shit up, right? Mm. We're talking about the news and all that. Yeah. He said, but when I do my stand-up shows, that's a theatrical thing. That's a that's a performance. Mm. So it's unfair for people to expect the same level of whatever. Mm. But if you're an audience member, this is where the problem is, right? If you're an audience member, you're not seeing, oh, Hasan Minaj is doing Patriot Act. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, serious Hasan Minaj. Yeah. yeah, this one he's doing is stand-up special. So okay, la, yeah, this one I give him some artistic license. Mm. As comics, we understand that. Like, okay, look, when you're doing Yala Butt podcast, right? Mm. People have come to expect that, okay, you're referen- referencing the news and you're quoting articles or you're mm. quoting videos or you're talking about what happened in parliament. You expect a certain degree of fact mm. there. But if tomorrow Harish comes and tells me a story about how he and his uh, his wife are having a, a, a funny experience on a travel, I'm not going to fact check. Are you sure or not? Were you really? No. Did that? Re- did she really say that mm. to you? Or were you, uh, come on, were you, were you really fully nude in Barcelona, Harish, mm. wearing only a bowler hat? In mm. the Mediterranean Sea. You mean like the hat that you brought to our studio <laughs> today, is it? <laughs> the one I borrowed from you before yeah, yeah. I went to Barcelona. Come on, I thought, <laughs> were you really going around screaming, I'm a naked Cindy? Uh, you know, if you say that and you're telling a joke, people will be like, okay, ah, I'm not going to fact check that. Yeah. So I think that's where the problem has come up in this entire discussion. Mm. But, then, yeah. but then, don't you think like, because... I remember watching Homecoming King and yes. I remember that segment and yeah, it was a lot about race, right? Mm. Um, and somehow the girl was identified, I guess. In a way, yeah. Right, by by the viewers or anyone who wants to really dig deep. So, the I also agree that, yeah, stand-up comedy, it's, there is embellishment, you know? Mm. Mm. Uh, but where I get a little tripped up is like, oh, if you're kind of characterizing someone yep. in real life a certain way, yep. Uh, someone who makes a decision on race, mm. that is like wow, that is a big thing, no? It is. Yeah. So, so that's where that's where I'm like, hmm, is there is there a different kind of embellishment? What is as as Indrani said, what is the principle? You know, what is accepted? So, yeah, what is the principle? Uh, Hassan does address this as well uh, uh. in the interview. He goes, there is a seed of emotional truth in that, and although that may not have happened, again, I, I paraphrase a little bit, yeah, yeah. but this is the gist. Uh, we'll probably link the article yeah. uh, for you to go and read and uh, get your full uh, opinion of it. Uh, but he does talk about how, although it did not happen to him specifically, it is something that has happened to people like him before. Mm. That's why that experience resonated with so many uh, people like that. Mm. For example, you know, a brown person being uh, uh, rejected or not being able to be with someone because of their race. Yeah, because of it, yeah. So it's not like he's plucked that uh, emotion out of thin air. Mm. Maybe it did not happen specifically to him, but he has enough experience with people who it had happened to to uh, justify putting that into his story. Mm. Uh, That's his general defense, right? For Mm. that issue, for example. Um, It's a challenging one, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but I think as far as he's concerned, it's justified. Mm. Mm. And mm. I think his fans generally will be like, yeah, you know, we understand, Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> we understand, Hassan. Because I've watched him live and yeah. uh, I remember watching him live in uh, in London 
and he gets like a 80% desi crowd uh-huh. you know brown folks whether pakistani indian bangladeshi sri lankan it's 80% desi crowd yeah and as a general um, general public figure he feels like they, they represent him mm. right even if that particular story and this is my own opinion yeah, even if th- that particular story is proved false i don't think he's going to lose his uh, his south asian diaspora fan base yeah, yeah i yeah. don't think so yeah maybe some maybe there'll be less white people believing the shit he said you know mm. but indians are like yeah indians talk talk <laughs> <laughs> indians will add some masala and all that's okay yeah. we understand yeah it's the same with hollywood right like when you when you watch a movie that's based on a true story mm inspired by real events. Mm. You're like, okay, this really happened. But are you going to fact check every line or every single bit of the show? You'll be mm. like, okay lah. Yeah? Dramatic license, artistic license, cinematic liberty you give. Then why is a stand-up comedian held to different standards? Mm. That is the question. I don't have the answer, right? Because sometimes when politicians say things when journalists say things when news channels say things you don't really find you know people going around and going eh sure no uh you i don't know if you've heard this this one thing called pofma of course <laughs> yeah yes yes yes, well, yes. pofma but that's yeah. also the government <laughs> no but that's a different <laughs> that's way right that's the uh, government pofmaing uh, people yeah, or correct. like alternate news media mm. who fact checks the government mm god god uh? yeah god yeah, yeah, god yeah, yeah. i think i've heard that in part i mean yeah. when lawrence wong tells you what's the gdp yeah <laughs> who who will go and correct uh, who <laughs> hey bro sure not lawrence hey lawrence or the treasury lah the treasury right yeah, so i mean you you uh, trust that kind of system right but uh, you won't there's not going to be an expose like but, are you sure not? but then i keep coming back to the fact that let's say like i think embellishment all fair game But the fact that it could, there was enough info that is identifiable for someone, right? That's where I'm like, hey, could yeah. he have done it better? Because, because if you look at it, okay, I agree how politicians and comedians very different standards. But you know, just now you were saying that, um, and rightly so, lah, they should be held up to different standards. Fair. But then remember the whole case of Raisa Khan. Mm. Oh, dude, so weird you mentioned that. Yeah. Because okay, go ahead. So basically, what she said is that she gave a story. Yeah. She used herself as the proxy. Yeah. When it happened to someone else. Yeah. And she said she's aware of this stuff happening, mm. but it didn't happen to her. So then the same argument, right? Wow. She brought up a point that's happening to other people. Yeah. If it didn't happen to her, it's still a point to be brought up. Mm. But in Parliament, it was seen as very wrong because she was uh, like uh, uh, justifying her own debate based on her lived experience. Yeah. And that one, like I think universally, lah, the moment you hear she lied, you're like. Fuck. But granted as parliament. That's so interesting. Granted though. as parliament. So yeah. this on the 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 comedian thing, I think yeah, they shouldn't be held to similar standards. Yeah. But I think the fact that the person was identifiable, right? Yeah. That's why I feel like, oh shit. Kuri Kuri has still resonated with that same seat. Mm. Uh work on that, but in a way that didn't make it identify. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but I think that that Raiza Khan uh, uh, parallel mm. it's a very interesting one because you're not the first person who's asked me about this. Mm. Another journalist, you mean in this? In yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Just two days ago, another journalist from uh, another media outlet was asking me for my comments. I was flying, so I could not get. How back. How come all of a sudden? Because of Hassan Minaj? This topic, yeah, on oh, this topic. Oh. 
Uh, oh, okay, there was okay. an uh, interview request ah, okay, on okay, this okay. topic. They were reaching out to uh, regional comics to get their view. Oh, I see. Ah. Uh, I couldn't respond in time because I was on a on a long haul flight. Mm. Uh, but I read the questions, and this was one of those, mm. which was some people are equating this Hasan Minhaj uh, situation to uh, Raisa Khan really? situation. Oh, I'm I'm one of them. You one of them? Like, you're uh, one of those one of those. That was just a thought, lah. <laughs> that was a thought, bro. Yeah. No, but it's interesting, right? Because that goes back to the same thing. So, are we going to hold performers to the same standards of truth as uh, parliamentarians, mm. right? Mm. Uh, as politicians, really? Yeah. Wow. To me, that becomes a very dangerous thing because a comic never goes out and asserts themselves as uh, as a news machine or a journalist or whatever. So, the burden of truth is something oh maybe maybe this becomes an existential thing because mm. maybe the comedian is wants the best of both worlds mm. i don't want as a comic to be accountable to any kind of truth machine yeah. yet i want to speak truth to power yeah yeah can you have it both yeah. maybe the only way you can have both is as a comedian yeah Maybe and there was a defense that John Stewart used a lot, right? Yeah, he I did. He's when, like, "I'm not a journalist." Yeah, I'm not a journalist. I'm a comedian. Yeah, uh, which which I think is a very powerful statement. But at the same time, also, I don't know. Then it becomes a thing. As much as Hassan Minaj is not a a politician or something, yeah, because it deals with race, right? Mm. In a in an environment that is so racially charged now, yeah, uh, and you're kind of characterizing someone who did something years ago, yeah, uh, based on a decision of race that seems to not be true, then I feel, the more we talk about it, then I feel like, oh shit, maybe that is tricky, eh? Yeah, well... Uh, or did he, did he address it like at some somewhere? No, I think his general defense was that, look, although it may not have happened exactly to me, but this is a general state of affairs mm. that has happened to a lot of people and therefore I included it in my story. Something along those lines. Okay, again, I stand corrected on this because I'm a comedian, I'm not a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> so read the article. Uh. But... To me, that was not as huge a conflict, mm. if you ask me. Because in his second special, The King's Jester, mm. where he makes uh, even more um, serious and fact-based, well, seemingly fact-based, which is what the audience believed, because he shows images of uh, uh, someone from the FBI mm. who's in uh, prison for some, mm. some issues. And refer to that person as, oh, we used to know this guy who used to come to the mosque to, mm. to kind of uh, find out more about the the uh, the community uh, post 9-11, mm. for example. So mm. again, please read the full article. These are some things that might have happened. But he goes out and he says, eventually, uh, the, the New Yorker couldn't confirm that this was the same guy. And he says, yeah, it's not the same guy. It's not this guy. I, uh, you know, there was a guy, but it wasn't this guy. I just put his face up there to make a point. Mm. So to me, this was a bit more problematic uh, mm. than, you know, mentioning uh, a date Prom, or yeah. whatever. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so what were the repercussions of that? Did people point out? Yeah, point people, out? I mean, they pointed out that, you know, okay. And they even interviewed the dude in, in jail. They go like, so were you this fellow who used to go up? And he's like, mm, I don't know why he would make that up. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a bit more of a slippery slope, if you ask me. Right? Mm. Um, I'm trying to find the exact uh, paragraph here. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, okay. 
So there is a line I'm just going to read out um, where he was asked. Uh, okay, so there were two things. One was about the uh, that that image of the person. The other yeah. one was a major story was that he was delivered like a, a letter of oh, with anthrax or something with anthrax yeah. suspected anthrax. So it's finally he comes out and says, "No, it wasn't anthrax. It was some some powder, but mm. it wasn't anthrax, mm. right?" So the it says here he discussed the white powder incident in interviews, uh, clarifying that uh, you know the events that happened on stage, including his daughter's hospitalization, did not happen as told. Mm. And quote here, I remember in that moment going, "Oh shit!" Sometimes the envelope pushes back. That's mm. what he says, right? Mm. Uh, he said, that, "So they asked him, did you do you think you manipulated the audience?" By saying that, he's like, no, I don't think I'm manipulating. I think they're coming for an emotional roller coaster ride to the people that are like, yo, this is way too crazy to happen. I don't care because fuck yes, that's the point. Mm. So people are like, hey, so this this uh, invention of a traumatic experience with his child or with law enforcement, is it considered disface- distasteful given the moral heft of those things? Mm. And Minhaj's response was, it's grounded in truth. Oh man. So I would highly suggest go, go read this because to me, this second issue is a little more uh, problematic. Mm. Yeah, because it's not just about oh, this girl, a date or whatever. This one, you are actually, you know, showing real images of People, law enforcement. Uh, yeah. Um you are talking about how you were a potential uh, victim of a terror attack in your home. Uh, so that, that's where I think it needs to be clear. And I uh, I don't know if he will change things because he's got a new special coming up mm. called Off With His Head. Mm. Could this be a big marketing <laughs> thing? <laughs> yeah, if it is, uh, hey, Hassan, very freaking genius work, bro. Uh, if this uh. is a publicity thing, your PR team is pulling, fucking amazing. Well done. Off With His Head, bro, well done. Yeah. Uh, but if not, will he make changes to his approach? Mm. I think if he's a smart comic, he will kind of go out there and go like, look, want to emphasize, it's not, this is all based on a true story, yeah. inspired by true events. Right? But, but even in that second case, yeah, I feel that is more problematic also. Yeah. Because, okay, so, also because, you know, like, uh, uh, I mean, I've, I've always like admired stand-up comedians because you guys are fucking, I don't know how you all do it on stage. And certain different points in my life, I've thought about, oh, what would it be like to be a stand-up comedy? Yeah. Stand-up comedian. La. And just comedy in general, one of the mantras that you hear all the greats preach mm. is that it should be anchored in truth. Anchored in truth, yes. Yeah, anchored in truth. You know, your experience, your lived experience, though different from everyone else, they are universal truths. Mm. You know, when you dig deep and you really are honest and authentic, it will come through. Mm. So when you're fed that sort of thing, yep. and then... You see stand-up comedians perform as themselves. They're not putting on a, a, a stage name or something. That's the assumption. Yeah. Right. The assumption, That's the assumption. That's the assumption. That, hey, this is actually Rishi yeah. as like Rishi. Rishi's dog has an Indian accent. Yeah. Wow. Somehow, <laughs> him and Sharul, they managed to treat their dog <laughs> to say that. But yeah, that, one, that one is like, okay, that one is a bit ludicrous, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, um, but, but I think because in this day and age, your... Like, if you imagine, there are a lot of people whose personalities online end up getting them gigs because of certain things. Yep. Like, when you went on your fitness journey, mm. right? You started getting gigs talking about health yep, and fitness. Yep. But, like, if your whole thing was Photoshop, uh, 
that means six pack and all, right? And you get the gigs. Then I'm like, hey, fuck you, Rishi. I manipulated the audience, guys. You manipulated it's the audience. It's not real. It's all fake. So Deep the fake. second, the second one, I feel yeah, like, like what you said, because you are again like uh, assigning this face of this person in prison mm. and characterizing him a certain way and making it seem that oh, you got. Uh, and and envelope filled with anthrax. It makes me feel like oh shit. Does every brown person in in the the US get anthrax or, mm. or something? So that's where I feel it is problematic. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, to add to that, uh, Rish, I think also because of his vast reach around yeah. the world. Yeah, you know, this guy tours like uh, you know, around the not just in the US and all sold out, uh, probably right. Sold out, yeah, I mean, I watched him at like a late show in uh, in uh, London with fifteen hundred people, and there's the late show. Mm. You know, he he sold out the seven o'clock show or something, and then he opened at ten o'clock. So like three thousand people watched him in one night mm. in this gorgeous theater and I mean, he was talking about this show yeah. I watched The King's Jester mm. live um, and I could see uh, that maybe the challenge is that or the, the the problem here is that because it may not have been one person or it may not be everybody it's not like everyone gets that maybe there's a sense that yeah we feel that way because we have that fear mm. because we can resonate because of the daily experiences we have mm. because of the general vibe that we get when we are living in these places where mm. we are a minority because of these uh, traumatic experiences that we've had as as a people yeah. growing up. Yeah. We understand what you're saying. Mm. Now, do you as a as an audience uh, understand it enough to justify him making that shit up? Mm. That's that's where, tricky, right? That's the tricky part here. That's yeah. the question, right? See, you and I, we live in Singapore. Mm. So maybe our lived trauma, although, yeah, we experience, I mean, we can't run away from the fact that, you know, we do experience racially motivated yeah. uh, or uh, exper- we, we've had racially motivated experiences our whole life yeah. as a minority, yeah. right? But is it to the level that they do in the UK? Is it the level they do in the US? Is it the level they do where this dude grew up in Sacramento? I can't say for sure. Yeah. I never grew up there. Yeah. Right? But apparently there are enough people around the world who feel like, yeah, man, Hassan, we feel that. We feel that fear for our kids. Yeah. We feel that fear for ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. you're shaping perception, right? Yeah. You're fueling sentiments, which is where it's tricky. And also because Hassan Minaj has built up his brand as someone who talks about the heart Heart issues, heart truth. Race. Say it, bro. The <laughs> heart, no. I was like, ah, the heart truth. That one is a bit too. Only one use birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The heart truths, but yeah, like that's his brand, right? If you get yeah. another comedian, like I don't know who's 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 a comic who touches on just like funny shit in life, but more, more Aziz, Aziz and Sari. Oh, but I'm also deep and and dark oh, sometimes. For real. Uh, okay. How how about Russell Peters? <laughs> uh, Russell. Why? That one you really laughed out loud because you're like, yeah, this guy is not a thought leader. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he's, he, you know his brand of comedy. La. Yeah, but yeah. Hassan Minaj, he can't run away from his brand which is someone who stands up for minorities. Yep. So so that's where I feel it comes with responsibility, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a weird time to be alive, man. Yeah. Where people are really looking to performers to comedians yeah. to go like hey bro how can you how can how can you be dis, how can you dis, how can you manipulate us like that man like even your next show your upcoming show yeah. which I'll be growing for so I will hold you to that I yeah, will bro. check yeah. please you say, fact check you know like <laughs> as a Cindy man in Singapore I grew up I experienced this blah blah, blah. Then after that I'm like Rishi did you really experience that 
Did you go to Katong or something and experience it? He's like, no, bro, but my friend told me. Yeah. I'm like, eh, then, then you are casting something on okay, like... Okay, uh, what if it's, no, bro, but didn't you? You told me what. Uh, uh, then what if I'm representing your story on stage, Harish? They'll be like, why are you getting paid to talk about my life? <laughs> this is how Cindy's argue about <laughs> <Yeah>. politics. <laughs> this is how Cindy people get you upset. You making money off me. So the solution is you can tell a lie but send Harish a check. Commission. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I will uh, I will put all my traumatic experiences up for sale. So, but if you said that, yeah, then then I feel like it would be part of your story, which alongside everything else you have done, takes on different meaning. Mm. I mean, you have been uh, speaking up on stuff through comedy for a long time, yeah. And I feel everyone is shaped by their experiences, right? Then it makes me look at you a different way, like, But if it didn't happen to you, then I'm like, oh, huh? Then then it just feels like it it makes everything else that you have said that maybe is anchored in truth. Yeah. Less true. La. Yeah. People start uh, casting a doubt on, on your other things. Um, yeah, I, I'm aware of that, man. I think it's it, this is a real... Uh, that's why it's a big story to me. That's yeah. why I think it's an important uh, story in this day and age. Because the lines between... Uh, although, you know, these people like John Stewart and John Oliver even mm. come out and say, look, we're not journalists. Mm. But the um, uh, sad but true fact, sometimes people get their knowledge and their news... From them. From them. Yeah. You learn about important issues through their uh, opinions. And sometimes you tend to believe that, oh, okay, if John Stewart said it or John Oliver said it or, you know, in certain issues, if Hassan Minhaj has mentioned it on the Patriot Act... There's got to be some truth in it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, I don't know the solution to it, but I think one important solution is for all audience members uh, to kind of expect that if you're going for a stand-up comedy show, there's a... uh, maybe maybe understand it as a theatrical experience, mm. a theatre show. Mm-hmm. Where even if the, it's inspired by true events or the, based on a true story, not every line that is uttered on stage will be 100% true. And and also that if after the show you want to fact check, you can DM them uh, on Instagram. Yeah. So, right, Rishi? If it's your story, yeah. <laughs> if it's your story, DM the comic and maybe they'll send you a compensation but, check. But I'm sure you've, you've <laughs> spoken about this with your other comic friends and all, yeah. right? Like, what was the general sentiment? I think generally comics are like, because most comics didn't train as journalists. Like, maybe I come from a different school of thought a little bit because I trained as a journalist mm. and then I chose to do comedy because I wanted to tell the truth, right? Mm. So, mm. whoa, 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 whoa. Attack. That's your brand, no. Next time, anytime you don't tell the truth, uh, <laughs> people be like, Rishi, your dog, uh, you say, got Indian accent. Can we you fact check? Can we... said on the Yalabad podcast, yeah. you became a comedian to tell the truth. Yeah, so we've uh, we've tried to cross-check. We can't find any uh, any anyone to corroborate your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten random dogs to just bark and we've never found an accent in any of their barks. Would you like to care to comment? Yeah, <laughs> Um, no, but okay, you can understand why I choose that expo- that yeah. example. Yeah. Because it's obviously quite ridiculous, mm. right? But uh, I, I use that example to say that there will be many things that comics say on stage uh, and some of them are for effect. I, as someone who trained as a journalist, sometimes I can't run away from the fact that, okay, like, if I'm going to, especially when I do the Rishi Report, mm. which is grounded in, in uh, current affairs yeah, and uh, news and politics, yeah, right? Uh. So I'm very clear in... And again, this is also a skill set, you know, very clear to make it obvious to the audience through your humor and through your jokes and your expressions and the way you set up the the show that, okay, these are the facts and these are the punchlines. 
these are the facts, these are my opinions. Mm-hmm. Right? As as clear as possible without shouting it out or like screaming it out because you want to give the audience some credit. Lah. Like mm. if someone comes and assumes that, hey bro, you say this on the Rishi Report, how can you say like that? Like, okay, for the recent presidential elections, mm. while you were doing interviews, right? Mm. I was doing some random comedy shit, mm. right? Mm. With people and I got so much hate from some people, bro. You, really? You won't believe it, why, man. Why, 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 why? I got some people, and this was very interesting, just on one video alone, I got some uh, haters saying that I was uh, a stooge of the PAP. Mm. Uh, and then within that same thread, someone else called me uh, foreign talent imported by the PAP, wow. now interfering in local politics. <laughs> wow, so they went back so long ago to your parents also to like, uh, I mean, give birth to... I don't think they did. I think they just assumed... <laughs> I got uh, I got some some ageist hate also. It's like how can you cyber bully uh, an elderly <laughs> gentleman? <laughs> I was uh, the elderly gentleman. I was uh, I was cyber bullying uh, the presidential candidates. Oh, so you were cyber bullying? They, they according to them, you, they accuse you, yeah, like by doing content that you know. Uh, cyber, I mean, wow. I addressed all their things yeah. that they said. I mean, uh. not all. Not I didn't like. I'm not a news channel, right? But uh. whatever I found funny, I addressed it and I gave them airtime. Covered. Yeah everyone as much as I could. Yeah. Whatever seemed funnier to me, I covered that yeah. as well. And I got accused of these things, you know. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like, wow, bro, this to me was really interesting. Mm. And people don't bother. And then of course, like, you know, and then people start arguing and fighting among themselves. Like, mm. hey, bro, you never check, eh? You sure he foreign talent or not? You never watch NDP last year? Like, hey, where got, hey, bro, uh, you believe uh, this one, uh, stupid, uh, you where got PAP? He make fun of PAP also, leh. Like. <laughs> so people, people are arguing on your behalf, lah. Yeah, that's what, that's what your followers do, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, so to me, it was really fun to watch and it was, uh, I, I don't normally engage trolls. I never did really, you know. At most, like when people say that, oh, such a disgraceful show. I will never buy a ticket to any of your comedy shows. Then I just below that, I respond with the link to the tickets. <laughs> like, hey guys, thanks for your support. Please watch artificialindian.com. Uh, <laughs> New show edit. Yeah. It just pisses them off. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know how we started talking about this. but I don't know also. I think talking about how, how people get news from uh, com comedy or ah, how people yeah, yeah, react yeah, 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 and yeah, like yeah, correct, correct. how you have a bit like there's almost like this expectation yeah making it clear what the facts are what the jokes are mm. right so for us in these cases there was a segment that was so emotional about uh, the elections and about certain candidates that they got there like how can you say that how can you make it seem mm. being malicious um, which I think is positive in a way because that means Singaporeans actually care yeah about their leaders mm. or uh, uh electoral candidates which may not have such a huge impact on the presidential elections mm. because you know and even Yalabad has discussed uh, the limitations of the uh, political um, uh, scope of what the president can and can't do mm. Mm. but I think it's a damn good practice for Singaporeans for the upcoming general elections mm. you know because this has been like a practice run to me yeah. uh-huh. you've consumed the campaign you've learned about candidates you've known okay which are my trustworthy sources to go to. I'm going to listen to Yala Bhatt and GE as well mm, mm, because, hey, they did some interesting coverage and some fair coverage for this. Mm. I'm not going to listen to this guy. I want to listen to Rishi Report because it's funny and, uh, you know, he makes fun of this and I learn from there. Or I want to listen to this particular podcast, this channel or whatever. And you kind of practice what you stand up for. Lah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for someone who, who represents me. 
mm. whatever that may be, mm. whatever your choice may be. That's mm. what a democracy is about, mm. right? If mm. even if I don't agree with you or you don't agree with me, that's what a democratic election is about. Yeah, you go out there and you know you vote for whom you think represents you the best. Yeah, in a free country. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we came to that also. It came to it's a full circle, bro. Because we started talking <laughs> we about start, elections. It's a callback. It's yeah, a callback. Like it, a fucking pro, man. And this is what the Yalabad podcast is about, right? We started talking about the elections. We went into comedy, and then we came back into news and current affairs because that's what you do on the Yalabad podcast. We talk about news and current affairs with a touch of. Co- hu- humor humor like humor how can we fuck that up <laughs> because I don't normally say that oh. I don't know I don't know it's always Terrence it's always Terrence shit but yeah full circle man full yeah. circle and I mean it's a it, on that note of completing the circle so we still need to talk about our one show thing mm. which I know I didn't brief you before this but I feel you have been in, on the podcast enough oh, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can think of something I remember and then also oh yeah maybe you go with that la. what's so your the, the yeah, one, sh- one show thing uh, this is not a plug <laughs> I was going to give you time for your plug. Uh. I was going to give you time for your plug. This cannot okay. be your show. Uh, this cannot be. It's not about my show. And you can have time after this. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. Uh. The one show thing. Uh. Uh. Wow. Okay, can you go first? Because I haven't thought about it then. Okay, can. So, immediately want to just toot no, your own horn also. Honestly, because we are 10 days away from the show and that's all that's on my mind. In all frankness, I'll be very honest. Got uh, it, got it. But I don't give a, a shit. Yeah. It's a new show. It's the biggest yeah. show I've ever hey, done. You will have your time coming up soon. Okay. I'm sharing my emotions, bro. So, okay. So, so there's this Instagram account that I came across like a couple of days ago. Yes. Um... It is uh, goes by the name of Little Passing Thoughts. Okay. Uh, the account is Orfayo, O-R-F-A-Y-O. And it's just basically someone who does like uh, sketches mm-hmm. that kind of portray like phrases that we are all familiar with, uh, like listening closely to myself, uh, anti-social butterfly. Mm-hmm. But the way they draw it, I mean, they're not the best artists, but it's just something very raw about it that I, that I really like. Uh. Right. Um, and... Um. Yeah. Just. Just the way they they bring certain captions or phrases to life. Uh. Yeah. Not. Not the hugest following. It's six fifty six sixty five sixty five thousand followers plus. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. But um. I don't know where this person is also. But yeah. It's just. It's just very very cathartic images la. Okay. Yeah. So that's my one shock thing. Thank you. Uh. You need more time. No. Uh, no. No. Okay. I, okay. I've got a shock thing which is probably extremely uh unexpected. Uh. But I've been having a pest problem in my house. Why is that unexpected? Uh, because I don't think anyone tells you that their shock thing is their pest control guy. <laughs> true, true. Okay, okay. I don't okay. think anyone's done uh. that before. And this is not a plug. Uh, okay. <laughs> I paid for these services. Yeah. And they were very good. Uh. So I've been having a mosquito issue in my house. Oh. Despite the fact that uh, I've been watching the NEA Mozzie wipeout videos, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> five step thing, like, yeah. check all the stagnant water in your plants and this and all that. Um. And, you know, my wife hasn't been able to sleep. The dog is, like, staring into the air, trying to lick out. Serious, eh? Yeah, it's been going on for, like, uh, three to four weeks. Mm. Uh, and, of course, dengue is a real issue, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I call these, these pest buster dudes. Mm. They're from Top Grid, okay? So I, I, I've i uh, not used their services for mosquitoes before. In mm. my old apartment, they helped me with termites and all that. Which, they were good, yeah. So, this dude comes up and uh, he checks the areas that I didn't check. Mm. He's like, okay, I know you've seen your stagnant water, okay, but let me check your drain traps, drainage traps. Oh. So he goes in the the toilets and apparently 
there was a drainage issue where my water was not going down completely and oh. he showed me videos of mosquito larvae in your drainage in right? my drainage like fucking celebrating like like a sauna like that like right? family reunion east coast uh-huh. barbecue like that <laughs> These uh, guys are just like, you know, dancing away like it's uh, like, you know, parade day serious, or uh, And I'm like, shit, man. No wonder. Lah. And he's like, okay, so what you need to do is, yeah, I'm going to do some treatment here, but you need to fix your drainage issue. Oh. So then we call the plumber in, who's coming in a couple of days to make sure the water goes down. Because that's not that's not where you check, right? You assume uh. all your water is going down because there's no like ponding. So in this your- is below the, 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 the trap. Yes, you know when you take a shower, uh, right? You've got that water that goes yeah, through, yeah, yeah. and if you don't see water on your toilet floor, you assume like, ah, oh, it's yeah, all going drain. Yeah. yeah, so this kind of the water was getting trapped in between the the drains that you can't see, and inside that trap. Oh shit! I'm like, damn it, man! So literally, you can you can just saw like love you, it, love it. You want to see video? I'll show uh, you a video while sure. we're on it. I yeah. mean, it was this, it was For the people listening and not watching, I'll try and describe it in yeah. as much detail as possible, like primary school oral examination. Okay, right? I'm just going to show this to you right here. You mm. you will see like, you can zoom in and you'll see some shit moving. If you can't see it, you can just play the video. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you can see the guy just like dancing to, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! That is pretty gross. So basically, it's just like, yeah, like a, a close-up picture of a drainage pipe where you can see the, the, the larvae. La. Yeah. It was nuts, man, and I I hated it. So, my one shock thing is that I called these guys from Top Grid, mm. and they sorted out the issue, man, within like Top Grid, uh? Top Grid dot mm. SG, mm. good fellas, and it was literally within less than an hour he figured out the issue. Oh, yeah, and he even went ahead really to top, uh? top, Top Grid, bro, Top uh, Grid, best top, buster, Top Grid. So he even took me out because we have a ground floor apartment. Yeah, yeah. so he took me out. He said he went this a bit extra uh. <laughs> he's like sir you know you can solve all your issues inside but outside uh, you look at this so he showed me the drains outside my house Oh, and he gave me a picture of a fucking mosquito lava in the drain outside mm. so you need to raise this to your council and your management and all that lah. Oh. This, this needs to be addressed because if NEA finds this yeah. So then your neighbors all, all got mosquito problem also? Lah. Yeah uh, on the on the ground floor lah. Oh, it's shit. an issue yeah. they are facing some challenges Wow. So, uh, topgrid.sg. Topgrid.sg, guys. Check cool. them out. Yep. All right, we've come to the end. No, no, no I'm kidding. Okay, lah, now you plug your show. Lah. Oh, shit. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're like spreading news about mosquitoes and cockroach awareness. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your I forgot show. about the main cockroach. Your show. I mean, this will be the third plug in this whole podcast. Lah. So, no, go, lah, on, I, go on, go on. Richard. I haven't given any details. You gave, you fucking took all the name, you say, coming up soon and all. <laughs> There's nothing, what? <laughs> the name, look, the name has nothing to do with the show. The name has to do with the philosophy of being artificial Indian. Oh. That's who you are. That's who I am. Correct. And my pitch to anyone watching is that that's who actually everyone is. Mm. Everyone in some way is AI. Mm. Everyone in some way is artificial Indian in the world. As in every... Every human being. Oh, because... E- even in China. Of the cradle of civilization. Uh, I was going to say because everyone likes curry a little bit. <laughs> but sure, we'll go with... <laughs> Because of the Indus Valley. The Indus Valley. I thought you were going that way, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the angle. Sure. <laughs> well, if you want to hear me make the argument why everyone is AI, uh, check uh. out my show AI called Artificial Indian happening 29th and 30th September. Uh-huh. So I had actually opened two shows first mm. uh, at the Drama Center Theatre. It's the biggest theatre I've done. Yeah. Um, as my solo show. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about it. We sold out two nights. Ooh! 
Nice man. Uh, maybe there's a, uh, but we open a matinee uh, Saturday 4 p.m. Uh, uh, 30th September. Uh, tickets are still available for that. So mm. if you want to check it out, please we'll come out. We'll put the links in the in the show notes. Please do, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun show. I'm extremely nervous about it because it's a whole new show, and I'm always nervous when I do a new show. Everything's new. Uh, yeah, man. Shit. Uh, if you watched Exposed last year, uh, you yeah, then then you then you probably like hear one bit from there that's kind of takes me into... So what I like to do with my specials is that I try to open the new special with one bit from the old special mm. for the new fans. Mm. Or kind of like... It the takes, one that the strong bit lah. The strong bit. It kind of takes me into the new uh. thing. So hopefully, uh, my body of work one day will be like, oh, all his all his new hours have something to do with each other. Oh, lama. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But then, uh, so far that hasn't happened. But let's uh. try. <laughs> let's try. Let's try with this one, you know. Wow, but that's awesome. So 29th and 30th September, Friday, Saturday. That's right. Friday, Saturday. Sweet, so, man. Weekend after, oh. after uh, two weekends after F1. So no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, man. Yeah. Awesome. I even bought the domain. Uh, so if you want to check out oh, the show. Oh, Artificialindian.com. No one bought it before. Yeah, dude, I'm the first Cindy, man. <laughs> Artificialindian.com was available. Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. Surprising, huh? Yeah. Surprising that everybody's so stupid. Huh? Yeah, I would oh, have thought. Smart. I would have thought. Yeah, either of the two. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy's will never give each other credit. Look at this fucker here. They are like, wow, everybody's so stupid. Huh? Not that Rishi is smart, you know. Like, this is, this is like my father, bro. All our dads uh, will have this like Indian uncle yeah, thing. Hard to give credit. Yeah. How come everybody is so stupid? Nobody yeah, bought. Yeah, like, yeah, not correct. that your son is smart. Everybody is dumb. But if you click in artificial Indian, it, it redirects to the page or something. Right, like. now, uh, oh, right now. I mean, at the show, you will eventually learn what I hope to do with the oh. domain in the future. Open up a curry restaurant or something. Curry restaurant, wow. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm selling t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> really, bro? What the fuck? You, you're laughing at the joke. I'm going to give you a t-shirt to wear. Oh, is it? It says, I am artificial Indian. Oh, sick. At the show. You better wear it. Uh. I will, I will. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so those cool. of you who are coming to the show, uh, yeah. We'll I will get a t-shirt. Not everybody gets a free t-shirt, <laughs> bro. <laughs> See, this is the problem with comedians trying to give like jokes. People assume they are facts. <laughs> then they'll come and fact check. Hey, bro, you oh, say so giving free special, t-shirts. Special, la, special for... Uh, to, oh, to my buddies, man. Power, la, to my bro. fellow comics who tell lies on their shows. <laughs> <laughs> for effect. And propagate the ill mistruths. The mistruths. Mistruths. Yeah, puff my each other. Yeah. Some, some people puff my each other. Some people give each other free t-shirts, man. That's how we roll. Sweet, man. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, thanks so much for coming, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a real pleasure as always. Awesome, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to y'all soon.